Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now, maybe, possibly hiring. This might be my new favorite politician. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Who? New York City Mayor Eric Adams may have to fire his brother Bernard, who is the head of his security detail, after the mayor failed to notify the city ethics committee mm. that he was hiring a family member. Mm-hmm. He gotta tell I'm him. with it. Why you gotta I'm tell him though? Because you can't be giving your family to hook up without us knowing so we can make sure the shit is on the up and up. I can't be nepotism with black people getting charged? Giuliani did it, de Blasio did it with his wife, but those positions weren't paid. What Eric Adams did is not unprecedented. It's just that there's procedures and principalities in place, Smokey. And as my daddy always says, know the rules so you can properly break them. Said Mayor Adams, quote, now this is the same man who said, you gotta have swag if you're gonna have swagger. This is the same man who said, To my lower skilled workers, like my Dunkin' Donuts employees, y'all got to go to work so these Dunkin' niggas can make money making y'all coffee on the way to work. Mayor Adams, quote, I trust my brother, my brother understands me, and if I had to put my life in someone's hands, I want it in the hands of the person that I trust deeply, end quote. I back Mayor Adams on this play. You damn right I'm hiring my brother to protect me. But you're gonna do it properly. You're going to submit. Why y'all playing all these games with me? Who is on his team not helping him? There has to be a reader in there. Somebody has to read and pay attention to the rules. Jacqueline, you never saw Head of State? That's a movie. This is real life. hired his brother Bernie Mac. Right, he hired Bernie Mac in the movie and stuff. And he hired Bernie (laughs) Mac and then he won the presidency. So as far as I'm concerned, Eric Adams did right. He hired his brother once he got the job. So this is going to be like that movie, A Mess. I don't know Nato Jenkins. <laughs> Do you know Nato? I don't know Nato. You know Nato Jenkins? I don't know Nato Jenkins. I don't know Nato. I, I, I don't know nothing about Nato. You don't know nothing about Nato. You don't about know nothing about Nato. If, if, if there's anybody that you want protecting you mm-hmm. as a politician, mm-hmm. which is an assassinable position, that's not a word, but what? you want, it's a job of people trying to kill you from time to there time. You go. You want your brother because you know he gonna give his all because he don't want to have to explain this shit to their mama. To your mama, there it is. That's the best security system know. ever. I don't know if my brother's gonna stand in front of a bullet for me, so I'm not gonna say yes to that. My name is Roy. This is the job fair. Chugging along in the deuce deuce, a happy Martin Luther the King Jr. week to you. I hope that your Martin Luther the King Jr. day, also known as Jacqueline's birthday, was a good day. JG. Thank you. Happy birthday. Please don't make that. Did that flower nigga bring you, send you some more flowers again? Flower dude no. from last year? No flowers. Everyone wants me to volunteer somewhere or volunteered somewhere. So, yeah, that's all. Sir Ralph the Third, 
how goes your Martin Luther Dr. Jr. the King week? <laughs> what, did, what did you do? I'll tell you what I did. I watched football. I kind of like this Monday night playoff football hmm. thing we got now because we got the expanded NFL playoffs, so they give you an extra game. I've been, I've been walking real gingerly, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Real gingerly because my team is all full of – the team I grew up liking, rather – is is filled with all kind of racism and it's hard for me to cheer for him but then they got a black quarterback so it's kind of like it's messing with me a bit so i want to cheer for him but the quarterback is black and the running back is black then they got a receiver named cooper it's just all the right things in the right place but but you know i've been real quiet about football because slavery and racism thank you jacqueline for pointing that out circle back to the cowboys in a second this is a good show today Uh, a little bit of everything today we um gonna explore the world of the scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. <laughs> I'm over two on words today. No, people have to understand. I see you. Scarcity. So you're making these Because I'm trying. Scarcity. I'm trying to make that that syllable come from <laughs> down in the diaphragm. There ain't a lot of motherfuckers that can do black people's hair up in the Northwest. So we're going to talk to somebody up there doing black people's hair. Mm. Third. I think you'll be all ears on the scam of the week today because we're going to find out whether or not the post office has dogs in the back to sniff the drugs and whether or not you can mail marijuana from a legal state to a non-legal state, hypothetically. I believe in the dogs, but I'm here for the rest of the answer. They definitely got dogs. They got them balls of dynamic dogs, man. They be sniffing. That's how they be catching niggas, man. (laughs) The U.S. Postal Service does not have the budget for a robot drug dog. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they tell you that's what they tell you so you it's just like area 51 they'd be like you don't know what's going on there but you know what's going on there no. same with don't they got weed sniffing dogs they out to get black people and shortly here in a second here and worse than first we're gonna speak with the young lady and one of her first gigs was working for the coroner's office dead bodies we have not explored the world of death yet oh yeah someone who makes a living not just at, the, at like at least at the funeral home when you get the body, it's been cleaned up a little bit. You were the coroner, you first. Oh yeah. The only the only person that get to be them is the crime scene cleanup people, and and even then they don't get to cut open and look at the cadavers and do all the, you know, ill stuff. Third crime scene cleanup man never never got back to us last year, did we? No, nah, they mm, didn't. Man. I told you, I told you, uh, me and a homeboy and I had a crime scene cleanup company for a quick second. What? We did, we did, yeah, we did, but we ain't make it. A I, quick second. What, like, how you hustle? We, we went, hazardous. Because, because we went and got up. We did most of the stuff on the internet, so we didn't think it was gonna be that tough when we saw it on, in person. And <laughs> like, thought first, y'all was gonna show up with oh, some yeah. Mr. Clean. Oh no, nah, bro. We, you know, we showed up. We showed up. We showed up with some hazmat suits. We thought we was gonna be all right. And then when you can smell that shit through the hazmat oh, suits, it's a wrap. It was just like, bitch. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, the first couple of jobs we had, we wanted death. We wanted somebody who had died because Why? the hoard, because the hoarder houses are worse than cleaning up dead people. Because mm. you got to get out all that paper, and then you don't know what's inside the stuff, and then it like it's just, oh, it's so nasty. It's cat At least, shit. It did yeah, 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 yeah. And I ain't met, and I ain't clean. We never cleaned out one hoarder house that didn't have at least twenty cats. So like it just smelled horrible. Like it was just so we quit. We did like three houses and quit. We, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do this it. Motherfucker uh-uh. said, this motherfucker mm-hmm. said right quick. Like he just yeah, you know, I, 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 used to, I used to I had a food truck for it. I sold some ribs. Like, no. Yeah, I sold like, one rib. Full rib. Cleaning operation, bro. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take a lot of classes for it. That's 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 the worst part. Like we didn't even get the recoup on the investment type shit. Cause we took a lot of online classes and got certifications and stuff. Uh-huh. And, all that, but you know, we had kind of made each other a deal. Like if it was too gross, we couldn't do it, and we and and it was too gross. Y'all let it, it was too gross, table, bro. Because that's like, we did. That's for sure. If you talk like if we're talking recession-proof industries, dead bodies and cleanup is definitely one. Yeah. Now, here's an aside to that. I heard and learned that like detectives and people who have to go out to those crime scenes, they smoke because of the smell of the dead body. Especially if it's been there a really long time. I thought that was interesting. It's a smell you'll never forget is all I can say. I'm I'm anxious to talk to this woman and see what drove her. Until, well, I guess that's the upside to being a coroner. The body ain't stinking yet, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's so much the formaldehyde time. and all the Same other time. stuff in there. You, you got other smells to worry about. 
You said they left money on. I left money on the table. I'm gonna tell you right now. You can go get that money. You can have it. <laughs> so the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper about a week ago. You know, a lot of these places. You know, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> have um, these policies in place where you got to behave a certain way at our facility, but the NFL because they got money on the table to protect, also have rules when you are away from the facility. And this brother was fined 14, was it, what was the number third? 14K? $14,650. For not wearing his, for getting caught not wearing his mask at a Dallas Mavericks game. The league caught him out and like, yo, you ain't doing what you need to do to protect your team, which I get because it's a lot of millions and millions and millions Mm -hmm. of dollars and salary around that locker room we can't have you coming in here breathing that shit on them because i I think though when we look at these COVID policies that are in place we're starting to reach the point now where these companies are like all right look all that your body your choice shit fuck all that dog we didn't we -hmm. didn't we didn't try to wait out this omicron this shit that mixed with the flu and flu rona and that damn there's another one around the corner Mm -hmm. like at this point we need y'all to get. <laughs> we need y'all to get right. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, man. I, I can't. I can't. Especially as clearly, I already came out as a Cowboys fan, so I can't support you going to a game and you might catch something. And we need your ass, like for real. We need his ass. I can't have him having COVID. It'd be like my soccer problem. My 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 soccer player is Obama Yang from Arsenal. They put him off the team because he caught COVID when he went to go see his mama. So then they sent him to the African Cup early, and he was out partying the night before his first game and caught COVID, and so now he can't play down there. Send his ass home. You don't love your money. You How do you not love your money at that? All you got to do is kick a ball. One last thought for me. How old mm. are these people? I don't know, Marion Cooper or whatever his name is. Um, man. She said, oh, Marion Cooper. I don't, I don't know, know him. You know the football player that did the video touch. Amari Cooper's 26. Thank you. Rhonda, 27. Yeah, he might not be of a mindset of this is just not about him at this particular time. He might be too young to understand that. And again, he's making big money. That doesn't mean you're mature. It's time now for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Now, JG, Mm -hmm. you're a word person. Are you familiar with this new word game called Wordle? No. Wordle is a game where it's kind of like hangman where you have five guesses to guess a word and the game tells you which letters are in the word based on your guesses and each and each progressive guess you use the letters from the previous guess that were correct in a different order so a man created this game over the lockdown for his wife to play this is just a just a sweet man he and his wife while they were locked down with COVID, they loved the new york times crossword and he wanted (laughs) another way to bring her joy so he created this game, coded it the whole night. His wife loved the game so much, she shared it with some of her friends who shared it with their friends. And the next thing you know, Wordle is a public craze that everybody has been enjoying for free. Including Rhonda. Mm. Rhonda plays Wordle. Okay. Rhonda plays. Get him, Rhonda. This man was having a good time spreading goodwill and cheer to the American people for no profit until people took his word game and copied it. And then a man put it on the app store and was selling it and making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, no. He didn't trademark it or copyright the or do anything. The man who created Wordle did not trademark or copyright oh, no. it. He did not trademark the title. So, this man named Zach created a clone of the game and then bragged about it on Twitter, and a bunch of Twitter users all shamed him off of Twitter. As a result, the App Store has removed a lot of the copycat Wordle games that have emerged since Mm -hmm. the original Wordle surfaced. To which I say, that's bullshit for capitalizing on another motherfucker and catching them slacking. And making a little bit of bread because somebody wasn't smart enough to copyright their shit because somebody thought that there were still good people in this world. Now, you talk about a motherfucking pivot, JG. 
This motherfucker saw another motherfucker doing something for free and was like, bitch, I can make money <laughs> off of that. Bingo. For that, Zach, for stealing the game Wordle stealing. and daring to make money off of it because it's mean, but it's not illegal. Nope. Not illegal. Nobody's going to remember you in a year, and that money you've made up until this point is yours to keep All Zach. Mm-hmm. Yours. You are. Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. No, no, no. Nicely done. No, the reasoning is absolutely on point. It's spot on. I promise you, you're absolutely correct. But from a moral standpoint, it's wrong, Roy. Of course it's wrong. Of course it's wrong. So why would you make this a good thing? Cody's most outstanding employee of the week is supposed to be a good thing. This is a good thing to me. This person I see no lies. There's no lie it's, detected in this. It's morally abhorrent. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible person. So why award him? It's wrong, but it's crafty. People are always waiting to pounce. This, is this showing like uh, words for friends where we could all have a group and we could play with each other? Oh, no. We are not doing anything together because we will not run together. We will not carol together. We won't even have a Christmas party together. So, oh, no. How are we going to have a Christmas party in COVID, Jacqueline? Yeah. Easy. We'll wear suits. I don't know. Let's get into worse than first. Hmm. This is for sure a job fair first. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever have anybody who's had an occupation as interesting as this person back on the program ever again. This is is right up there. JG, who do we have on this program? And what are they here to talk to us about? So we have Sue. And she is a former Mississippi coroner intern. The coroner determines the cause of death. And so the coroner, to a degree, is deciding, oh, was this a murder? Was it a suicide? Was it accidental? Were they drunk before? And blah, 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 blah. So autopsies, is is pathology the right word, Sue? Were you Um, looking in the bloodstream and seeing dirt under the fingernail, DNA shit? So the guy that I was interning with was Uh a forensic pathologist. And... Uh, he was contracted with the state medical examiner's office because in Mississippi, coroner is actually an elected position. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What? Wait, it's weird. Vote for me, Jim Jefferson, dead body handler. <laughs> what? The coroner is the person who signs off on the death certificate. Uh huh. Death certificate, but the medical examiner is the person who actually has. The training and the background oh. and all that kind of stuff. Well, I know in some you just blew my mind finding out that the run for office. So I'm trying to figure out like, oh, oh wow. Well, it's not yeah. like that everywhere, but in Mississippi. Yeah, no, that's what's up. I got it's you. also that's- like that in Kentucky. I remember doing a benefit for a guy that was running for coroner, and a lot of it. What? What? Yeah. Because there's the, the politics of it is that between the medical examiner and the coroner. Uh-huh. If they determine the cause of death to be something different, then you're talking about the way that cases are prosecuted or litigated. And so when you start talking about someone, let's say you had someone that was bludgeoned to death and you want to say that it was a hate crime and you you beat them to death. But then they could go, oh, well, the blood alcohol was blah, blah, blah. And the alcohol is what killed them, not the beating. So like you can literally Mm. do things like that. And that there are political amplifications on how on determining the correct, correctly determining how someone dies. Wow. In turn suggests, yes, the dead bodies. I would like to be around them, please. Teach me more about being around the dead bodies. I, being young, wanted to have doctor money, but mm. I didn't want to hurt living people. Oh, like that yeah. I was like, ha ha, I shall be a dead body doctor. And I did an internship with this guy named Dr. Mm-hmm. And oh. he was not the state medical examiner. He was contracted with the state to do autopsies with the state. So, did you do an autopsy? I watched a lot of them. What is wrong with you? Go ahead. Looking back, it was immediately weird because he only worked nights and weekends. 
Um, he was the, trying to get away from somebody. He, he <laughs> hate his wife. Does he? Like, he also I got to go. It's another one out there. He, he had a hospital job. He had two hospital jobs. He was a forensic pathologist at a local hospital, and he was on their like pathology staff, whatever. Mm. And he did this on nights and weekends. So I was sixteen, turning seventeen that summer, and would drive up. They would get started about 9 a 9 p.m. And I would get there and I would observe for three hours or so. And then I would leave <laughs> and drive home because it was kind of far away. It was about 70 miles away from where I lived. And I would drive home about midnight, one o'clock, stop and get Arby's because it was delicious. Hello. They would go until like two or three o'clock in the morning. He would go home and nap, get up, go to work the next day. And then that, and then during on the weekends, they would work during the day. Oh, he had alimony, but go ahead. Best part of that internship, worst part of that internship. Mm. Best part of the internship was, I mean, it was cool. I'll be honest. It was cool. I learned so much about the human body that you just don't like, unless you're a medical student you're just never going to actually I didn't know what the inside actually looked like it's not accurately portrayed in textbooks mm. um, that was cool the thing that has lasted longest with me is in Mississippi you do an autopsy for a number of different reasons it's mm -hmm. not just because of suspicious deaths but it, like if you die alone if you die in a hospital mm -hmm. if you die you know there's lots of different reasons for an autopsy um, but the thing that has really stuck with me the longest is like, there is whatever it is that makes us human, that makes us have personality and character, like in a very visceral way, it is not there <laughs> when you are a dead body. And that sounds really simple, but you know how sometimes people are like, well, they look like they were sleeping or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that is all due to the artistry and magic of funeral directors. Mm -hmm. This is not what you look like before the funeral. Because mm. so they have was, to pack you in and pack you out. Yeah. Like you, like whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, the soul, whatever, like it is, it is wild how not there that is. <laughs> so that's probably yeah. i don't know that, that if worst is the right word for that but like just really yeah. we've been we've been real nice and talking very scientifically and wonderful about this internship here <laughs> but sue mm -hmm. would you mind telling us call it the epilogue about the guy <laughs> that you interned under because that's that's the kicker for me like we we're, we're, we're leaving something out that i think roy and jacqueline oh they might like this part go, go okay. ahead, break that part down so tell them tell them who this guy was Okay, so I did this internship in 2002, uh, and by 2008-2009, has been barred from doing any more autopsies in Mississippi for a number of reasons. <laughs> that part. Um, so he, the story I was told when I got this internship is that the state medical examiner's office was really backed up, and they were doing the autopsies that were not particularly important, you know, just kind of like run of the mill. Mm -hmm. Come to find out that is not true. They were doing 80 to 90% of the autopsies in the state, which is seven times the recommended amount of autopsies for one oh, person. That motherfucker's a hog. He wanted all the money. And, and so there was like so, a, some amount of like defrauding of the state that was going on. Mm-hmm. But he also would testify and would whole ass make shit up. Oh my oh, gosh. Like, the Innocence Project found at there least we go. four people who went to jail like incorrectly. Wait a minute, say, that, say, say, say it to them one more time so, so, they can, so the people can hear you. Tell them one more time. Go ahead. At least four people who went to jail that should not have gone to jail at least in that trial because based on the evidence that he gave that was complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> Where is he now? Uh, I don't know where he is. He probably should have gone to jail, but 
also he's a white dude with a PhD in Mississippi. So there is so much of our legal system that boils down to the opinions and perspectives of single people. You can Mm -hmm. have all the jury stuff, but a lot of it comes down to a judge who decides a medical examiner in this case who decides a probation officer one one Mm -hmm. cop who could present one thing be it true or not and that is why this has to be an elected position in some places because you don't know what type of shady shit a motherfucker's gonna say yeah um or also like it might come down to the fact that it in some places it shouldn't be And it should be a qualified person who can make that call and not somebody who has political aspirations. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing this. This is amazing perspective on a career field that I think a lot of us don't really think about. Hold up, Roy. One more thing. Hey, Sue, tell them what you told me about the Carvana thing. Am I correct on that? Please tell them because I think they like to know. Uh, so I work for Carvana now, and I am one of those people who deliver cars directly to your driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I am not officially licensed to be their representative, but like they are hiring countrywide, hmm. uh, like crazy. I don't know if you've noticed, but the used car market is huge and big, yeah. and they are hiring all kinds of positions for all skill levels. All education. Oh, levels. really? Yeah, it's a seller's really? market right now. So yeah. And, and so, Sue, how did you how did you get into that? Tell them that yeah. part too. So I've been listening to this podcast since it aired, like since it first aired. Oh. And while I did not find my job specifically because of this podcast, I found the energy to apply because of this podcast. So thank y'all so much. So sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank right, you, Sue. It's very nice to meet Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Coming up after the break, we're going to answer the question, can you mail marijuana through the post office? Our minds want to know. Right, just your mind. I'm not risking I'm it. not getting involved. <laughs> My mind already know. Oh. Dorado, <laughs> a.k.a. Rod for short. <laughs> it's a job fair. We'll be right back. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as we transition out of death and sadness, <laughs> it's my pleasure now to bring on a brother who reigns supreme over there in Middle Tennessee, and I'm sure that he showed up on Martin Luther King Day to one of those nice peace vigils and rallies that they have down south, and I'll be flirted with a couple of civil rights soldiers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Got they beep a number. <laughs> time is right it's gonna take him out to a nice dinner around 4 4 30 in the evening right before they go to bed all right now if you're down there in middle tennessee just pour a little whiskey out on the front porch and wait patiently and he will appear <laughs> his mama calls him narado we call him rod for short rod happy dr martin luther jr the king week to you sir it's cracking happy happy mlk man let freedom bring. We bring you on to break the ice to give everybody here on the show things that they can bring up with their co-workers. A little chit-chat. Before we do that, Rod, I want to unpack a little bit of last week and um and the hating that you did on me, Rod. Oh. <laughs> In regards to me kissing my own hand so that I would be prepared <laughs> make sure that... Cooper had an enjoyable military ball experience with me. You took her to a military ball? Oh, that's so sweet. J-R-O-T-C, baby. I like it. And, you know, the job fair listenership is strong. And I want to thank the homie Christopher for standing up, standing tall, 
Christopher from East Lansing, who was bold enough to tweet the show at Royce Job Fair at Royce Job Fair at gmail.com if you're old school with email. Christopher, I want to thank you, brother. I want to thank you for stepping up in the face of adversity and also admitting <laughs> that you also used to kiss the side of your fist oh to practice kissing women. And that's why I didn't back down last week with you, Rod. That's why I stood tall and I didn't let you shame me because people like Christopher need to know that what they did was okay. <laughs> now he the patron saint of niggas who can't kiss. Patron saint? Wow. Patron saint of this. Everybody that went, I am Spartacus. <laughs> I, I also make out with my fist. Yeah, that's how I learned to kiss too, brother. Right on. <laughs> Representation matters. Oh my god. Mm. I'd rather get caught smoking crack than no. making out with my own hand. <laughs> I wasn't like licking and tongue kissing. It was soft kissing. No, no, like, no. It wasn't... No, no. Oh, that's a fight now. Oh, don't go back and pull it back no. now. No, no. 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 Going full blown friend. His mom came in his room. It was just a whole thing. A wet Kleenex just sitting on the bed. Like, what was you doing, Roy? Nothing. I won't do a nothing, mom. Why did you knock first? Don't be bold enough to tell people that you made out with your head, but not be bold enough to tell us you sticking your tongue in there and everything. You're probably sticking a finger in the backside. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. But, but no one's going to believe me. Exactly. <laughs> we don't believe you. No, not much. There's no way you was practicing pecking. Ain't no mm. way he was practicing back. He was in there slobbing that thing down, as mm. they would say. Slobbing. Like a horse. Flipping mm. your <laughs> like a rattlesnake that smells something. Oh my. And I'd rather get caught doing it. I'd rather get caught jacking off at my grandma's funeral than to be seen. But somebody opened the door and I'm in that motherfucker making out with my hand. Christopher. <laughs> In East Lansing, oh I stand with you, brother. <laughs> we bring Rod on this program. And he is tickled. <laughs> to give you topics to break the ice with your coworkers. Rod, which way do you want to go this week, man? <laughs> We gonna left start to right. with uh, left to right, Rob. What you doing? Left to right. We go. We gonna start with white people. <laughs> <laughs> white people. What's what's going on right now? And you want to talk to your, your black coworkers about is that the the music of the late great Aaliyah is finally about to be released to streaming services. Really? For the first time ever. So. Her entire catalog is coming, and then the next month, they're doing the posthumous release of a new Aaliyah album. But the problem is, this album features nothing but features from men. And that is is outrageous, both in terms of um, not being sexist, and also in terms of Aaliyah's music. Like, no matter how much male artists like her, you're not gonna find anybody who's more inspired and been more influenced than a plethora of female musicians today. Mm-hmm. And for them to release a new Aaliyah album in 2022 and put nothing but dudes on it, like not even, you didn't at least put Missy on the album? Like, come on, man, are you insane? How many of the dudes are named R. Kelly? That's my well, question. How many R. Kelly collabs she got on there? Or, or Trey right. songs. Well, ooh, she's, ooh. she's got one. Uh, the album features Chris Brown, Damn. Snoop Dogg, Drake, Neo, Future, and The Weeknd. No Chloe and Halle, uh, no Rihanna, no mm. Beyonce, no Janae Aiko, 
nothing but dudes. I remember, I remember where I was. Like she's one of those artists where I remember where I was when I found out they died. Yes, like, sir. Like that was a monumental. I remember Tupac, and I, I remember, remember Aaliyah distinctly. Like that oh. shit was heavy, man. Just start making out. Just start making out with your hand. <laughs> Right. To alleviate your sadness. Did you put a bang? Did you did you draw like kick a sharpie and draw a bang over one of your knuckles and just start singing "Rock the Boat"? To, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna miss put, you, baby. No, I, I didn't put. Lipstick you should have never on got on that plane. You should have never got on that plane. I should have never told you niggas the truth about me. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac's death, I remember because a dude mm-hmm. from New York stood up and clapped. No. And, what? And this is in the FAMU in the dorm, in the TV room. And what? it was BT Nightly News with Ed Gordon. Mm-hmm. And Ed Gordon, it might have been Jackie Reed back then, but Ed, somebody came on that TV and was like, Tupac Shakur has passed away today at the hospital. And that nigga from New York stood up and clapped. And them boys from L.A., they drug him outside and they put the business to like one of them fights where the RAs didn't even break it up. They was like, <laughs> y'all can go for a couple minutes, then y'all don't have to, you don't have to wrap it up now. You know, don't, don't you, don't go dying on me on my shift, motherfucker. <laughs> my mama called me when Tupac died. I remember that. She was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm not okay." Yeah, I can, that's a good call because I, I was in school and uh, I remember like girls were crying like somebody came to the school to tell them their own dad was dead. And it was like, why, like I saw everybody crying and it was just like, the fuck is going on right now? Like, I mean, girls were losing. It was like, yeah. And it was, it was like Tupac just died. I was like, they are sick right now. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, I remember Sad. Tupac. I remember Tupac and I remember Aaliyah. I remember Aaliyah simply because I, I was working at the time and the job that I had was in news and I had to try and convince my news editors that Aaliyah's death was important enough to lead the show. And they didn't really think it was. And it just turned into a whole thing. Um, and Did I they pronounce it Tupac? Oh, no. They pronounced Aaliyah Alia, actually, to oh make it even worse. Um, oh and I remember uh, two things. I know that the folks that I worked with that night were so happy to leave, see my ass leave at three in the morning and go home. They were real happy. Um, and then I also vividly remember, cause I had a CD player, bro. I, with you, I had my CD player, I had that joint on repeat and I literally danced all the way up North Capitol to New Jersey Avenue home to rock the boat the whole mm-hmm. way home just because I, you know, it was it was a thing. I, I, I missed that sister. Let's flip it up, Rod. Which way? What can black folks talk to their white coworkers about this? Black people, there's very big news in the white community right now is they're pushed for rights for a certain group starting to spread around the world. Uh, we're talking about dogs, of course. <laughs> Spain just passed a law legally declaring dogs family members. Really? That's right, baby. Dogs are family members. All pets. All pets. Well, it, it basically comes down to uh, people arguing over animals like kids and divorces and things like that so now there's more legal protection for the dogs and cats of the world about who gets custody what's the joint custody agreement so we won't be coming in here five months over y'all suing each other about your dog now pets are legally family members they got all the rights and protections that you would give a child in this case No more, no more stress okay. at all. Got so, so, so okay. would you? So, if I may, I'm gonna ask you, Rod, because you, you brought this up, and I know people who. So that means if you if you if you got a job that you got benefits on, right, mm-hmm. and then like your Shih Tzu catches colon cancer, you can pay for the colonoscopy of your Shih Tzu through your through your through your benefits now. Is that what you're saying? Right. We, we sure. Yeah. Yes. I ain't Absolutely. never having a dog. I got keys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire a pet owner if I was if I was a fucking employer. You talking about some discrimination? Yes. I, che- I check you for pet fur. <laughs> I check you for dander, nigga. Like I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm not. I'm not. You're not gonna raise my insurance premiums every time Fufu needs to go get something mm-hmm. stupid done, and that shit is pricey. Rod, 
Rod was in them veterinarian trenches for years. So Rod so, know what the that shit costs. That shit costs it's human prices. Uh, it's so expensive when I work at the dog track. People would put dogs down if they got hurt simply because paying for this surgery or whatever and rehabbing this dog and waiting on it to maybe come back is way more expensive than buying a brand job. It's like, yeah. when, it's like when they total out your car. That's what they, it was like. We'd be looking at the surgery like it's gonna cost $1,700 to fix this. And it's like, I can get a brand new fucking race ready Greyhound for $800. So put him down. Damn. Pets are so expensive when you really get into it. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm, I'm here to tell you right now if they ain't act that in America, uh, once the job fair grow to where they need to grow to and everybody got benefits. <laughs> You're going to be the first one I let go. I'm going to call Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda, do you have any pets? I ain't got no pets. Welcome aboard, Rhonda. Whatever. You can, you, can always, you can always keep me on. I, I don't have any children, and I don't have any pets, and it's going to stay that way forever. His podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Wherever you get podcasts, please do check it out. Rod. I got one more question. Yeah. I just thought about that. So, Rod, does that mean if I went and adopted a dog, do I get time off for adopting a dog? Ooh. Paternity yeah. leave. Because that's family. But then yeah. you just said it's cheaper to put it down and get another one. So if I put it down and then adopt two weeks later, you think they fire me? Roy's gonna let me fire you if you go have paternity leave. <laughs> but dog. it's my dog baby. It's my dog baby. I can't have a dog. You can't have a dog. Paternity right. leave? More like paternity leave. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Don't encourage that. Oh. At Rod for short on all the social media. If you kiss your own hand, send Rod a message. <laughs> let him know what's up. Right on to the reels. <laughs> we out there. Rod, we'll kick it next week. Thank you, Rod. Happy birthday, Jacqueline. Oh, thank you. Scam of the week time. It's time to welcome a brand new two-timer on the show third. The two-timer is a very, very exclusive club here on the Job Fair. These are guests mm -hmm. who've called in twice because they've lived such extraordinarily employed lives. And um, who do we have here joining us from the U.S. Postal Service, JG? You'll remember his voice. His name is Eric, and he has a whole another side to him. Oh, oh! So this is our buddy from last week. Yes. The, um, bomb. Fuck! What is it called? The the dog explosive order. Yeah, Ted dogs. Squadron battalion platoon. K nine <laughs> sniffing unit. USO <laughs> USO dogs. There's a number of different options that are open to servicemen. You know, mm -hmm. you know, some servicemen. Um, they work in service of other veterans and in support capacities, you know. Yeah. Some go into law enforcement, some go into the private sector and end up right back where they were deployed before, but now at triple the salary and blah, blah, blah. And then some end up delivering mail for the motherfucking United States Postal Service. How <laughs> did you choose this job? You was in the desert, sir. Mm -hmm. And then you came home and he was like, yes, please. More walking <laughs> in the heat. Well, so uh, throughout the military and kind of growing up, everyone kind of hears like, oh, yeah, go to the Postal Service. Great job. Great benefits. Just like you said, um, you know, they support troops or, you know, it, it's they support veterans, whatnot. Um, it's a great job. So I didn't do any research. Uh, I was just like, yeah, that sounds good. What is something about that job that you wish everyday people knew about what you all do? Uh, don't hide your house number because no one cares. And um, don't hide your mailbox because no one wants your mailbox. <laughs> if I, I would save so much time if I wasn't playing what's your house number and where's your mailbox and where's your dog. I would figure in the military, the whole idea is to be efficient, quick. You know, like that's, that's the way I was raised around. Like it's efficient and quick. But then you went to the post yeah. office. Is that is there, very is, counterproductive? Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's very different. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Very so, different. Uh, I, go, I went from um, 
you know, be as fast and productive and efficient as possible to, I mean, if you take your time, you'll get more money. And I'm just, that doesn't make sense. These people want their mail and their packages, you know, that doesn't, it just doesn't click with me. So I, I still go as fast as I can and I still get routes done as quick as possibly can. And then I get sent to another office to help that office and then get sent to another office. It comes down to pride and I'm, I'm a prideful person. I'm proud of what I do and anything I do. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to whole asset. I'm not going to yep. half asset. So. Yep. Maybe you can answer this. Like if I was <laughs> like, okay, so I would just did my um, third hour special mm-hmm. in um, Denver. Everybody was going, hey, hey, uh, uh, you, the edibles, bring me, bring me the motherfucking edibles. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, well, you can't bring, I was like, I'm not flying with edibles. I don't know the law of going from a legal state to a non-legal state or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, mail them to me. And I was like, for a split second, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I thought about, well, yeah, I should just, you, mail here's what I'm trying to ask in a roundabout round way. So you, you thought about it? You, you I, thought about it. You didn't, thought you about did, it. why didn't y'all, I never did. mind. We're going to talk about this anyway, hey, Eric. They're calling yeah. me out. My fault. Go on, Eric. Go, go. Uh, yeah. Third, is there, are there drug? what's the drug sniffing situation mm-hmm. at the Postal Service? Are there dogs, are there a bunch of izzies back there with their tails snitching on motherfuckers for treats? No. How actually, do they find um, the cocaine? I mean, the edibles. The, the clerks are the worst, man. Uh, the clerks, if they smell it, they'll put it aside. Um, me, personally, I mean, I like the favor on the side of honest people and i just think that you know i think that sounds like or that smells like skunk uh that you know that people put in and hunting stuff you know skunk oh, yeah, the skunk i like to tread on the, the side of making honest people honest you know so it's probably skunk urine or whatever but it's the clerks are like no that's i smelled that before and i know that's right so it smells then it's getting pulled, but if it doesn't smell, then no, it's not getting pulled. You know what? That's enough to wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Can, can I ask one more question since we own this here? Because yeah. I didn't bring it up, but I just, you know, I, I, Third, I don't get friend. this man, don't get this man fired. Ask him a bunch I of said, shipment questions. I said it's for a friend. I had always been the rumor that my friend had always told me was that you're supposed to send it overnight, you're not supposed to send it two to three day mail. Does that make a difference? Like, do they check the overnight stuff as much as they check the stuff that's like two to three days? That would be probably a distribution question. That I don't know. Mm. I've never seen or personally, I haven't seen any of the overnight things that I've I've seen. No. I mean, they've just been three-day or four-day regular mail. And if they're not pulled aside, I mean, I've delivered some some crazy packages. and some crazy areas like stuff um, that you knew was like this oh, seems odd like when yeah, i first part. started they sent me to this city and the only thing keeping this house up were the pillars up front the whole back end was crushed in and it was it was a crushed house and i mean you see the notices on the front and and it said that was the house number it was the street i delivered it because you know it was brand new but looking back yeah, it, it, no one lived there. Mm. That was a drop house. That was a drop house. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm curious. Am I supposed to tip my mailman? You can leave like little notes in the the mail, or whatever, like gift cards, whatever. That's fine. I mean, I'm a CCA. I'm not a regular carrier, so I just take those and I just give them to the regular carrier. Oh, you were real nice to whoever owns that route or or holds that route down. And so, yeah, yeah, you can. Is there real beef? between you guys and like FedEx and whatnot. I see the Daniel no, stuff. No, there's not, but I like to joke like whenever I see a FedEx like if I see a FedEx driver come down the street or if like he's you know walking <laughs> to a house I'm about to walk, I was like, oh hell no, not on my route. And then you you know we have a laugh Okay. <laughs> That's but funny no. man. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your service you. and everything that you did sure. overseas for us. And thank you for bringing us all those bullshit Amazon items that we know deep down we don't need. But <laughs> no, thanks resist. for having me. I appreciate it. After the break, we're going to get into the world of employment and uh, bring it home with the uh, Cisco out there in the um, Pacific Northwest, where um, 
I guess that's back-to-back weeks now we're going to the Northwest. We had the indigenous brother last week running the parking lot scams, and now we're going to see what's going on in the world of hair. Black women's. Black women's. <laughs> back on the show. Job, we'll be right back. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Job Fair, bringing it home. It's been a good show so far, Third, Learned about dead bodies up there in Mississippi. And I mean, it's money and death. It's money and death. If you can stand that smell, you got to stand that smell. Anybody else can go have that job. <laughs> I still think, Ralph, I still think you can mail your weed and be safe. You can. I just wouldn't can, suggest. We can't expect Eric to have come on this show and just openly said, yes, mail drugs. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But that he didn't is fair. say don't mail drugs. He did not say don't do it. And if you do, keep it keep it under like a half an ounce, like because that's a bad idea to send anything more than that. Ralph, that's what I heard. Didn't... We do not have any money to get you out of jail. Please know this. I am not sending any weed across the country to anybody because I'm stingy. However, if you send it to me, (laughs) send me a gram or less. They don't check that, but that's what I heard. You're going to be sitting there until somebody comes to get you. We got a guest waiting. We got a guest waiting. Uh, Speaking of death, this portion of Roy's Job Fair is brought to you by Casket Car, your convenient alternative to funeral home hearses. Download the Casket Car app and a Casket Car personal pallbearer will appear at your home and use their personal vehicle to transfer your loved one to their final resting place. If you need to save a little bit of money, Use the Casket Pool app and your casket and your loved one will be paired with another funeral that's headed to the same cemetery. Visit them online, casketcar.org backslash job fair for 20% off your next funeral. I got to do better. I heard if you do groups of three or more, man, you know what I'm saying? Like you get a shutdown discount. It's possible. But you got to go Casket Car XL because that's a big vehicle. Or Casket Car Black. Because that's that way you got the four Yukons. It's I'm waiting for somebody to shoot us the app. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the world of employment that's finished strong. JG, who do we have on the line? We have Fola with us. She is in Tacoma, Washington. And I have a bunch of questions like what's going on with her in that white coat. But go ahead, uh, Roy. So, Fola, I understand hair care. Hair care is the game up there. Well, let's start with the white coat. What's going on with yeah. the white coat in the background? Oh, I'm actually a doctor. Of what? Yeah, I'm a cardiologist. What? Whoa. Jesus Christ, you might hey, be man. two-timer. We're going to have to bring her back. Yes. Wait a minute. Is this our first doctor in the C-suite our first black too? women doctor. Oh, oh we got to play the music. We got to play the music. We got to play the C-suite. Oh. Welcome to the corporate suite. This is a black women's yes. who runs her own company. Her and own company. Also, is a cardiologist. She worked the hard. How you doing all this doctor shit, <laughs> and then still building your own company? Now you are hiring for the hair salon. Talk to us a little bit about the salon first. I'm a real estate agent as well. So what I got do my you not do? Yes, I got my license two years ago, right before COVID. I thought I was going to buy properties. That was going to be my thing. Then I found that there was a hair salon for sale. And I don't know how many of you have been out here in Pacific Northwest. No salons for me to go to Uh where people know my hair. And so I was like, okay, well, this is a problem. So then I got into wigs like I'm wearing today. I was like, okay, well, I'll just protect my hair until I figure out who can do my hair. Still nothing. Year and a half. Finally found someone. Really hard to get in. I was like, okay, this is crazy. We've got to figure out a way to get more people out here that know how to take care of textured hair. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, I'll buy a hair salon. 
not knowing anything about hair salons. And then Find a need and fulfill it. A.G. Gaston. Keep going. So now I'm in cosmetology school, trying to learn about hair. Wow. <laughs> okay. You left out so, so much in the pre-interview. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that for the record. I, I just got... I know. Doctor Doctor Fuller, I don't even know. I'm good. I just yeah, wanna... I've been just calling you Seattle lady, and you a whole ass doctor. <laughs> right, like she not even like a CVS doctor, home. She like a cardiologist, like she a real doctor, like a doctor, doctor, like a doctor. She the doctor you see when your bootleg doctor be like, motherfucker, you got to go see Fuller. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> right. right. When they you look at have some insurance. <laughs> you want to see Fuller? You better have some insurance. I know that. So what do black women up there do? Is just everybody up there? Is it just wig heaven? I mean, there are people who do a lot of braids. So there's a lot of protective styles. Mm -hmm. So we have people who just do long protective styles. Instead of having to go to the salon every week or every other week, they just, they get braids, they get sew-ins, they get wigs. It's easy. You don't have to worry about it too much. It's, and you're right. It's an education thing because I'm in school now and I see that you just don't learn about it. You know what, Aveda Institute, they have a couple of schools around the country and they have actually started pushing how to do texture hair. And it's even on the menu now of styles to get braids and also to do that 4C hair and whatnot. So I'm very proud of them for doing that. But where are you really from? <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh, but my family's Nigerian. Bingo. Thank you. Why do you always checking people's passports? Ignore her work fuller. ethic. Work oh, ethic. Shout out strong, to strong work ethic. I knew it was something in there. So yes, thank you. So we'll let Rhonda fire off. I know Rhonda is big into hair as well. I know she may have some questions. Rhonda, you have anything for Dr. Fola? Yes, I just had a question. I just would like to say yay for another woman in stem i had a question i know you made the pivot but how have you been looking to source your hairstylist so i started with beauty schools so i went to every beauty school in tacoma and seattle i physically went to every single one and i talked to the main instructor that i could find and i gave them my cards i put up flyers and i put a job posting online for all the schools and then i went on facebook and actually, Facebook has been how I found a lot of the stylists because people put their work on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, hey, are you working out of your house? Do you want to work in a salon? Because I want to help them to see it as a career instead of like doing hair in your kitchen. I think that was the main question I had because I wouldn't even know where to begin to, you know, build a business with, you know, hair care and stylists. But I would figure in Seattle, Tacoma, there ain't a whole lot of black folks. So how how have you been finding clients? Have you been, has that been hard for you? Actually, no, that has been a lot easier. There's a lot of transplants. And so I think a lot of people, we have a lot of people from the South, strangely, and then we have people from California. So there's a lot of people looking for stylists, but then I can't actually find stylists or the stylist, they don't wanna stick around. They have a different agenda. And I get it. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. So they kind of all just want to work for themselves. You lose silence to the gram, don't you? They could be in your shop doing hair, but instead they're out there thotting on the gram. It happens all the time. I can't make it today. Oh, and then I get online. I'm like, oh, there she is. I thought she couldn't work today. Like, oh, I have a new wig out. I have, I'm, I thought she was. So you busy. be catching your, you be catching your stylist <laughs> lying. Out with no, you need to start finding them like the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Mm -hmm. I bet if you find them $14,000, I bet you this. It's still <laughs> Don't love that rental fee in your shop. Fola, where can people contact you if they want to be a hairstylist, if they want to get into anything up there, up I-5? They can email me. I'm at texturedcurls at gmail.com. They can go on our website, texturedcurls.com. Or they can find me on Instagram, Textured Curls LLC. And I'm usually on all three most of the time. I'll get back. Well, if you get hired by Fola, make sure to block her on social media so she can't see what you're doing. <laughs> you play hooky. Don't pass. Don't Go give home her and your take Snapchat. your wig off. Go home right, and don't take give your wig off. Don't give her your snap neither. Keep that to yourself. Fola, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. Thank you. Appreciate it. Doctor. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> 
That's the show, man. Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. We learned a lot today. Yes. Also learned that you two will never have my back when Rod is attacking me. Oh, that is um, not true. Stars, I bought you. I bought you some Vaseline just for this reason, so your hands ain't chapped when you kiss them. I got you. Just. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Uh, RoyceJobFair at gmail.com if you want to email the show and ever be a part of any of the segments. Also, RoyceJobFair, hit us up on social. Rate and review the show. I haven't asked you in a couple weeks, so I'll ask this week. That'll be my one. Sound like that. Because I don't I don't know how many other podcasts you listen to, but half the podcast is just going, rate and review, rate and review, rate and review, make sure you rate and review. And I don't want to. Don't subscribe to this. This centipede will crawl on your face while you sleep. Once a month, I will oh just gosh. mention that because people who pay money to keep the show in the air give a fuck about it, so I have to ask people to wait. Okay. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.